Peace and blessings, everyone. I'm your host, Sean Crystal Parker, and welcome to episode 25 of Real Shift Happens. This episode, we're talking to our special guest, all about ganja yoga. So stay tuned because you don't want to miss a thing. I go within, walking in the fertile soil of my own being. There, my ancestors' fossilized footprints lead the path to my destiny, embedded in my soul. I can feel the pain and the toil, the sorrow. I bear the weight on my shoulders, but also the joy, the laughter, the song. I hear my community deep within my spirit, quietly guiding my footsteps along the path. I go within. Thank you so much for joining me. So what is ganja yoga? Have you ever heard of it? Well, in some states where cannabis is legal, it's actually a growing trend. So in this episode, we're talking with our special guest, who's a certified ganja yoga instructor. And she's going to tell us all about ganja yoga, and her journey through healing and movement. We'll jump right into that and so much more. But first, let's get into our five-minute focus shift right now. Returning to the source is serenity. meditation. Sit comfortably in your chair. Close your eyes and relax. One of the best ways to train your brain to focus on the positive is through practicing the state of appreciation. Bring your awareness to your breath. Taking deep breaths in and relaxing as you breathe out. Breathing in slowly and breathing out slowly. We are now going to learn a good way to celebrate the gifts in our life. Continue to breathe slowly in and breathe slowly out. Remember a time 
when you felt really grateful for a special moment in your life. It could be with family, a loved one, friends, or in nature. Let your heart feel that feeling like the warmth of the sun is shining on it. Feel that warm sun moving from your heart to all over your body. through your arms and your legs into your fingers and toes. Enjoy this feeling of being surrounded as though your entire body is being wrapped in a warm, cozy blanket. Continue to breathe in and out gently as you feel grateful and happy. Try to embrace this feeling for as long as possible. Now slowly, gently open your eyes and welcome back. And coming back to present awareness, returning back to the moment and yes 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 so good so nice and so peaceful right with everything I continue to say this every week with everything that's going on it's so important to take time for yourself to center yourself to ground yourself there's just too much going on for us not to take those take that time yeah some of us have a lot of time but we're not we may not be using it in a way to um, help ourselves you know we're still pretty stressed about everything that's going on right so take the time to center yourself to um, ground yourself to go within yourself 
and get the peace that you need and you'll see uh, that you can make it through this. We'll all make it through this, you know. So I just also want to apologize because I had made a schedule to post on Tuesdays at 11. Been trying to really keep that schedule, but some things came up this week and had I had some uh, technical difficulties. So it's Friday. I'm posting anyway. And next week, Tuesday, we will be back on schedule as planned. Yes. So this week, uh, this episode, we are speaking to a very special guest who uh, is, a, like I said, Ganja Yoga Certified Instructor. And she's dropping all the jewels and letting us in on her life and giving us some tips on what we can do in these times. And yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into that right now. This episode, our special guest is Kitty, and she's from Secret Stash Yoga, and I'm so happy to have her here today with us. She's going to talk to us about ganja yoga, and I uh, learned about this kind of recently, and it was fascinating to me. I wanted to know all about it. I I discovered Kitty on the ganja yoga website um, where they're showing all the certified yoga teachers and yeah hey kitty so glad you can be with us welcome thank you for having me I am very grateful and honored that you even thought to have me on your show so I'm super excited to be here Ooh, thank you no I'm so grateful you even agreed yes we need this we need um just you know more information deeper information about um choices like this that are out there for us so tell us a little bit about um you know your introduction to yoga and how you got into ganja yoga you know a little bit about yourself and your background yeah, definitely. So uh, a little like a little uh, bio synopsis of who I am. I'm um, a Colorado native, I'm born and raised here. I went to college here and in college is actually so about what it's so it sounds so weird to say it out loud to you. So about 10 years ago, <laughs> practically, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was introduced to yoga. I uh, got a athletic, a full ride scholarship to Trinidad State Junior College, where I was fortunate enough to play volleyball for two years. And while I was there, I worked towards my associate's degree in art with an emphasis in psychology and a minor in art and education. And during that time, my coach, of course, like any coach, <laughs> likes to condition and, you know, run us into the ground. So mm-hmm. one of the one of the uh, practices, one of the conditionings that she liked to have us do was yoga. And she would um, wake us up at five o'clock in the morning every Wednesday for the whole entire season, off seasons. It didn't it didn't matter. And we would have to go do yoga. Now, like I sit here and I think about it and I'm like, I don't really remember like the classes. Like I remember moving my body, but mm. I did. I, my favorite pose was the end of it. At the end, when you lay down and you're just laying in the dark and you're done with everything. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I, the best. Yeah, I remember being that, uh, that being my favorite part of yoga. But um, 
So after college and after sports was over and I no longer had somebody necessarily telling me what to do, you know, oh, you need to go to the weight room at this time, go to school at this time, do these things. I had to, of course, like anybody else, I had to figure out my own routine and what I wanted to do and how I'm going to stay in shape or how I'm going to stay physically active. And one of the things I started thinking about later on in the years was yoga. I was like, oh, well, I like to lift weights. I am not a runner, so I definitely don't want to (laughs) run. But I was like, oh, well, I remember my coach used to make us do this thing every morning. Maybe I can give that a shot. So I started, um, I looked up a bunch of different yoga studios in town and I went to the one that was uh, donation based. So they're a 5013C, so a nonprofit organization Mm -hmm. and all of their classes are donation. And I was like, well, this is perfect. This is not a gym membership. I don't have to pay for this every month. You know, Um, I know I'm going to get a workout, so it'll be good. So, and I, and I also started volunteering for them. So I did a trade. So I would clean the studios in exchange for classes Mm -hmm. and then I just kind of I just kind of like stayed I just kind of stayed in it I was like okay I like work now I like doing this this is a great way to stay in shape you know I was more into yoga for the physical benefits the physical aspect of anything versus Mm -hmm. the mental and the emotional things that I later on learned Mm -hmm. so yeah definitely and then as time went on um and schools out and everything like that I started to explore different paths in my career Uh, I did a lot of working with children so youth program assistant I was a daycare teacher I worked for uh, the child development center on Fort Carson on one of the um, army bases here so I had a lot of uh, background teaching groups of people even though they were younger people I still had (laughs) experiences in large groups and children are a lot more wild than adults sometimes, depending on what they have in them. But (laughs) but, uh, I started to shift gears after a while. I didn't necessarily want to teach children anymore. I wanted to see what it was like to uh, teach an adult, to guide an adult in something. And that's when I kind of started following more of my passion, more of the things that I enjoyed doing, which was, I mean, I loved yoga and I love athletics and I come from a very sports orientated family. I have uh, four brothers and a sister and we all played sports and my sister got a scholarship for basketball to uh, University of Wyoming. So it's always been a part of my life to be physically active, but that wasn't the path that I was following. I was following um, my artistic side. So Mm. I got further into, you know, my careers and everything. And I was like, hell, is this really what I want to be doing? Do I like doing this? Do I enjoy waking up every morning and having to go teach something that I'm not necessarily passionate about? So I had a, um, I had a really tough year about five years ago, back in 2015, that kind of shook my world up, uh, ended a toxic relationship. I lost somebody close to me to suicide. And I just kind of, you know, it, it wakes you up afterwards. It's like, well, what mm-hmm. are you really doing in your life? What do you want to do? What do you like? You know what I mean? What do you, where do you see yourself in 10 years from now? Do you see yourself stuck in what you're doing? So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like anything that I'm doing. What do I like? And I, the answer to that question was art. So I've always been creative. I always make things. I love to paint and draw things and just make anything that I can out of 
my imagination. So I decided to follow that path. And that path took me to um, stepping out of my comfort zone and teaching more independent classes about things that I enjoyed doing, which led to my first business, which was uh, Canvas and Cannabis. Now, mm. yeah, so, and and that, and I mean, mm-hmm. that speak to what I enjoy too. Like cannabis has always been a part of my life, not always, but for a very short time uh, there until that time, it was very uh, relevant. And I never really put two and two together. There were just things that I liked doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And then one day I was like, well, I want to attract my tribe, right? I want to attract people that enjoy doing the things that I enjoy doing. So maybe I could just put that out there and we'll see the response. So, I mean, I enjoy smoking a lot more, taking part in cannabis a lot more than I do drinking. So I was like, well, let's see the reach that we can get with this. And it was an amazing response that I got back from my community. And then after that response, maybe a year or two into it, I was like, well, what else do I like that involves this that people are looking for? And yoga was one of those things. And I decided to jump into uh, getting my yoga certification and seeing what that was about and how I can bring it back to my community. And then uh, actually for the ganja yoga, how I came upon ganja yoga was my best friend uh, stumbled upon a book in the library called ganja yoga. And Mm. then she brought to me and was like, this is what you're trying to do. It's here. You don't have to go make something up. It's already here. Look at this, you know? So I started, I looked, I did all the research that I could do. I I followed the author who is uh, Dee DeSalt. I followed her, started following on all her social media, and just did my best to research the best way to bring back, you know, the safest and most educational uh, information that I can to my community. Because I know I have my experience, but my experience isn't the same as other people. My body is not the same as other people. So I want to make sure I have at least a a legitimate baseline for that. Hmm. So I started, um, I looked, I looked into her, started following her, and then literally like a year, maybe even nine months after I started following her, she was looking for an assistant. And I reached out and was like, oh, me, me, me. And she's like, oh, not this time. I found somebody. <laughs> and I was like, okay, mm. well, that's, I tried. That's fine. And then literally maybe like three to four months later, she reached back out to me and was like, well, that didn't work out. Are you still interested? And I said, yeah, definitely. Whatever I can do to get in, I'm, I want to learn. I'm here for it. So I started working for her as her virtual personal assistant for her brand. I eventually went out to California and took her 50-hour continuing continuing education course Mm -hmm. that is approved by Yoga Alliance. And then I came back uh, to Colorado Springs, to my home uh, city, and I felt much more confident in the stuff that or the information that I was bringing to people even though I had already been doing it for a year I wasn't teaching I had hired somebody else to teach because I wasn't confident enough to speak so after that uh after I went and did that teacher training things just kind of I gained that confidence I just I realized Mm -hmm. I was like I'm not the only person doing this I'm not the only person that likes this I'm not the only person that's benefiting from this and basically her light lit my light a little bit stronger so and I'm very thankful for that so and then from 2019 to now I've been fortunate enough to uh, hire 
about two to three other teachers underneath me. And we've been able to bring classes to my community here in Colorado Springs and up in Denver as well. So it's been a long journey, but it has definitely been a journey of me doing something that I enjoy doing. (laughs) Right. Oh, my gosh. That is beautiful. That is so beautiful. I love how you're able to bring all of the things that you love together and then present it in a way that, you know, other people who have the same interests would be down to, you know, partake as well. I love it. I love that. I was very surprised, too, about the the response that I got back to, like the whole canvas and cannabis thing. I was like, oh, I don't know if people are really going to want to you know, smoke and paint, but then it was a great, it was a, it was a great response. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I wonder what that response would be if people wanted to actually like move their body, a different form of, you know, art, a different form of uh, meditation, because art is a form of meditation, different form of these mm-hmm. things. I just wonder, and I got such a great response because people are so interested in learning but they just don't know where to start or who to talk to, or they mm-hmm. might feel some type of shame or judgment or whatever they've been conditioned to believe about cannabis. So it was nice to, I guess, in a sense, step up and be like, you guys are not alone. You know what I mean? There's a whole group of other people here that want to hang out and do exactly what you do too. So mm-hmm. it was, it was nice to be able to introduce that into this, into my city. Yeah, that's that's so great. That's awesome. But what about um, ganja yoga specifically? Like, what is it that she teaches that makes it, you know, that how does she, how does she blend that in the cannabis with the yoga? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So the way that she does it, the way that D does it is she breaks it down for you. So hmm. she explains to you the components of the plant. So we'll talk about. So, I mean, even in her book, she talks about the THC, CBD, the terpenes, the effects that they have on your body, how they could possibly affect you. Because, I mean, I'll probably continue to say this. Everybody, every body is different and Mm -hmm. uh, relates to or takes to cannabis in a different manner. You might like a different method or a different you know, product might work better for you than other people. And she breaks that down for us. She explains the plant as a whole. And then she, ex- and then she goes into explaining how um, yoga, how yoga has been westernized, basically. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, it can be as westernized as possible, but it's about the basic biomechanics. It's about keeping your students safe while they are in an altered mindset, basically. Mm. So she goes on to talk about how, you know, I mean, usually when we think of yoga, sometimes people think of people in a handstand or a back bend or some crazy pose, right? And she goes on to explain that it's not always about that. These micro movements, these um, simple base biomechanic movements that you do can help you strengthen and Uh, feel stronger in the body that you already have and you don't have to go to the extent of putting your foot behind your head you know you can still experience all these benefits of your body by taking micro movements of just let's just work out our wrists let's just work out our feet let's focus on one area and then she incorporates the cannabis into it in a more 
I want to say a more mental aspect too. So she explains the benefits of the body and then she explains how it works mentally with people and how these things kind of mesh together and how you can use them uh, with intention or, mm. you know, yeah, just with love or whatever is behind your practice to feel that practice to, you know, deepen your relationship with self and to feel better. And then, I mean, it's a benefit on top of that, that cannabis is, has so many different beneficial parts of it that helps health wise in our system too. So it's not like you're just, I mean, I mean, no offense to alcohol and people that like to drink, but it's not like you're drinking and then you're going to get in the down dog and you're like, Oh yeah, my, my circulation is on point right now. It doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? So People are putting a beneficial supplement into their practice and they're getting those positive results out of it. And she, she's she been doing it, I mean, a, a long time, 10, 10 years, 10 plus years now. So she has experienced and experimented with all of it as well. So mm. I appreciated hearing it from her point of view. Because I've been, like I said, I was, cannabis has been a part of my life and I was involved with a medical marijuana caregiver. So I understand the growth process of all of it, but I didn't understand uh, the mental and physical aspects of all of that. And she did a a wonderful job of explaining it. And it was five days, 10 hour days that we just sat and Mm. learned. Yeah. So it wasn't like we were, I mean, yes, cannabis was involved and we, we could partake when we wanted to, but it wasn't like you were just hanging out, getting high, you know what I mean? Oh, we're just going right. to discuss stretching and this. There was actual insight and real educational value to it. And I think that's why she's doing such a great job and has been around for such a long time because she's continuing to give uh, legitimate and educational information to people that are out there that want to join in and just explore. Mm. Yeah. And that's so important too, right? Because it's been so demonized cannabis. And I mean, now it's starting to come out, you know, states are starting to make it legal, but there is still, like you said, sometimes a stigma to it and people don't want, you know, they kind of keep it in the closet. And I was telling you that I kind of have been like that and I have used cannabis while you know, practicing yoga and it's, it's great. <laughs> it's like wonderful. Like, and so, I mean, it, for me, it just helps me focus more. Like you said, it really does help me go within myself deeper. I feel like. Oh yeah. And the, the stigma behind it, I mean, I don't think it matters who you are, but you'll always, maybe, I don't know, maybe 10 years from now, there won't, we won't feel that stigma, but it'll be around for a while, I think. Because mm. even, even as I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, and I had, you know, I had all these different ingredients in my life, and one of them happened to be cannabis, I had no idea how to go about telling people that this was, you know, uh, a very big part of my life or this is just something that I partake in and it helps me. I mm-hmm. That's something that I, I struggled with when I first started uh, my business and or my art business or my yoga business, talking to people I personally knew. I would introduce myself and they, oh, what do you do? And I'd go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a yoga instructor or, you know, I'm an art teacher or I'm a coordinator. And I would never spe- specify what mm-hmm. it was. 
that I was teaching or, you know, the niche that I had, I'd either give my information and let them find it out on their own and they can draw their conclusion not in front of my face so I didn't have to see the judgments, <laughs> basically. But as time went on, I started to realize, I started to feel, I don't know, I started to take that more personal. Like, oh, mm. I, am I ashamed of me and the things that I do? Why am mm. I so afraid of saying, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a ganja yoga teacher. You know what I mean? That's what I specialize in. You specialize in children or trauma and I specialize in herbs. You know, mm. why is that? Why is that so hard for me to say? But it is because of the stigma and the conditioning that we placed on ourselves and the boxes that we put everybody in that does cannabis or, you know, smokes weed or whatever it is. And I had to get over that. And mm. And the way that I felt like I had to get over it was I needed to just start talking about it with everybody and anybody and take those uh, reactions and those responses, you know, take them with a grain of salt, but understand that, you know, not everybody's going to side with you. Not everybody's going to understand it, you know, but at least I put it out there. At least I planted a little seed, even if you didn't decide to water that seed or whatever it is, at least it's out there. So. I had that was yeah that was something that this definitely stirred up for me. I had to become more confident in my cannabis use, I guess basically mm. is what what it is and not so judgmental of it because it is right. helping. I do use it in a beneficial way and with intention and I'm I mean yeah, of course when I hang out with my friends and I socialize, I use it in a social way, but there's much more to that. And if I want people to understand that, then I can't be so afraid to share that with people either. You know, there'll always be people that like you and always be people that don't like you. That's just the world. We live in a, a dual world, right? So mm. as long as I'm okay with what I do and I know I go home and I do my rituals or whatever it is that I'm doing and it helps me, then that's all that matters. Their opinion, mm. their judgment, that's on them. So over the I think what the last year I've been doing I've been doing my best to try to more openly and publicly speak about it that's why I appreciate you asking me to be on your podcast so I could share and talk about it because this is definitely uh, I'm still a student I'm still learning and this mm -hmm. has definitely been me and I hope people out there understand that you know everybody feels a little bit of shameful or judgment about something and they're we're all in the same boat. I mean, we all have different struggles, but the key word is still struggle, you know? Mm. So, I mean, it, it's just cannabis too. It's just a plant. Right. It's just, it's, it's like violet or chickweed or dandelion. They all have their, their beneficial parts of them, mm -hmm. but we are the ones that put it in the box and we are the ones that make it so bad you know we label it whatever it is when it's not so true and that's why I wanted to also invite you too because well I love yoga and cannabis so that part but also because it is important to talk about because why is the plant so stigmatized and why you know there's so many levels to it to me so you know I don't know if you want to talk or touch on that it's up to you but as far as like just you know the political part of it and um I was talking to someone before about that of how you know what it can do for people um, medically 
um, even spiritually and how it's been so demonized, you know, and, you know, that's that's not a coincidence, don't you think? Yeah, I definitely don't think so. I think if we look at the history, I don't I don't want to say it with any drug because not all drugs are good. But right. like if we, if we look at the history of things that have benefited us, typically the government or whoever is in charge doesn't want to see that succeed because that is some type of challenge, I feel like, to what already is established, what mm. is already pulling in money. You know, if we're, if we talk about it, I mean, Big Pharma makes money off of making, you know, off of uh, selling their, their drugs to people. And I mean, if you think about the whole circle and whole cycle, we do sugars, we do sweet, we're not eating very good things, but Big Pharma is behind producing that because they need the patients to help, you know, uh, fund their, their, their business, basically. Mm. So I feel like cannabis is an alternative to that, a plant that's grown, something that you could do on your own. Um, and I mean, for a long time in the industry anyways, before there were dispensaries and actual, you know, uh, brick and mortar buildings that you could go to, it was a caregiver situation. You were going to an independent farmer who was, you know, you gave them your plant count, you signed over your medical marijuana card, whatever, however it worked. But they were the ones specifically growing your medication. You know, it's not big. It doesn't work like that in big pharma and with the corporations and everything. So I think that anything that challenges that status quo to where those people are not going to make the money that they've been making off of the, you know, quote unquote, sheeps that they've been uh, herding and shepherding into this situation. Of course, they're going to do their best to put out some type of uh, negative connotation behind it I mean even with everything that's going on now you know there there will there's always going to be a battle between oh they're wrong we're right mm. or oh this is good for you this is bad for you and in all honesty I think it's just up to people individually to explore and find out what actually works for them and what doesn't you know mm -hmm. and then I mean, the cannabis plant is a plant. It's it's organic. It's an, a natural occurring thing versus a synthetic drug that's created in a lab somewhere. So it definitely gives them a run for their money because it is something that you could do at home. It is something that you don't need, um, you know, a whole laboratory to, to make, to make mm -hmm. yourself look better. I just think that, unfortunately, I think that anything that has to do with um, natural healing is lost in translation it's mm. it's lost among people who are unfortunately scared or I don't want to say uneducated but unknowing or uncertain of what's going on mm. so of course you want to listen to the best advice or you trust certain people but you have to kind of you've got to do it for yourself though too you know so it's unfortunate that what back in the 60s back in the 50s wherever it was that it got placed with the label of oh you're going to get in so much trouble for this when I mean even prior to any of that it was used for medicinal purpose purposes mm. you know right. they they yeah they included it in what uh um the only thing I can think in my head right now is like uh, a dentist you know how they used to have all the different um 
what concoctions that they would make. Oh, you need a little bit of whiskey. You need a little bit of this, right. a little bit of that. Like we used to use these ingredients to, <laughs> to fight some of the things or to, you know, at least remedy what was going on with us. But I think, I just think as, you know, political power grew and money gets bigger. I think people just started to lose sight of actually wanting to genuinely help people. And it's mm. turned towards money, unfortunately, more so than the health of people. But I do feel like that's changing, though. I do feel like that's mm. starting to, I feel like that uh, that fence, people are starting to teeter to the other side. Like they're still feel fearful, but I feel like people are more open and more willing to give things a shot than just completely dismissing it now mm. than, they, than they used to, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And especially right now, I mean, before this whole coronavirus thing, but even right now with the coronavirus, I think when things like this happen, it makes people question, start to question things more. Yeah. And, you know, and this is going to just wake people up more and make people, you know, hopefully wake people up and make people not want to go back to the same thing, Definitely. you know. So we have to understand, like, how much of this stuff is being politicized on us. Like, this is just one thing. <laughs> this And this has so many levels to it, right? As far as, like, the political part. I mean, even we didn't even touch on, like, how many things can be made from can, from hemp, exactly. you know? Yep. So. It's, you can it's, eliminate a, a lot of things if you just use hemp. But nobody, I mean, nobody wants to do that. Because, yeah, then a lot of other people, their businesses would be out of business, basically. Right, right. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. But, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that a little. I know we're not really, we're talking about yoga and cannabis here. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just so, it's to me, there's so many levels to it. But I love um, the fact that yoga and cannabis is together now. And it has been, it has been for, uh, it has been for a long time, you know, mm. I mean, I mean, we Americanize everything that comes over here, you know, mm -hmm. but it has been uh, something that has been in, you know, Hinduism or, you know, Buddhism mm. or other types of cultures. I mean, uh, what Japanese culture, I'm like, oh, where's my paper? I know I have, I have all these facts about where it's been, you mm. know? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's been around for a long time and a lot of people have used it in their rituals differently it's just mm -hmm. like it's, but it's just like how you said we've you know people have come to um, see this plant and then see it as a threat even though it has been beneficial to everybody and then I mean but everybody's starting to I mean the cannabis industry has been around for a long time mm -hmm. but the people that are paying attention to it might be uh, there might be an influx in that but it has been around, which excites me because if you're paying attention to cannabis, that's going to open doors for you because it's just one plant. Like I had mentioned er earlier, cannabis is just one herb and there are tons of other plants and herbs and other types of supplements that you can put into your practice. So this is just a door opener, not to other drugs, so to speak, <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> organic substances, organic mm -hmm that you can put into your body and help you with that balance. Ooh, so yes. I'm, yeah, definitely. And I'm, I'm excited to, I'm excited to see where it goes. No doubt about it, because more and more people are, I feel like coming to understand what yoga is versus what they've been told it is. 
you know? So sometimes, like I said, yeah, like I said, people hear the word yoga and they think of, you know, a back bend. They think of postures. They think mm-hmm. of they think of the asanas, the the movements that you do. But yoga is there are so many different branches, so many different styles, so many different uh, avenues and paths that you can take to um, come back to that union with yourself. Because that's what yoga means. Yoga, mm-hmm. the Sanskrit or a Sanskrit or however you want to say it, for yoga is union, and that's a union of your body of your mind and of your soul. So it's a union of all of these things. And sometimes people think it's just the movement, but I mean, art, painting is a meditation. Music is a meditation. There are so many different forms that you can use. And I think that people are starting to understand that yoga might just be the word that we're using for it, but Mm. they they can participate in any fashion that they want to. Mm, that's a great point. That is yeah. a great point. And um, because using herbs, as you mentioned, is a branch, right, of mm-hmm. yoga, too. Definitely. Yeah, yep, definitely. Oh, yeah. And with, let's see, like with the herbs, I mean, yeah, so herbs is one branch, you can do breath work, you can do mm-hmm. movement, you can do, uh, there are things called uh I can only think of ahimsa right now, but the way you treat others and the way you treat yourself, those are Mm. all, that's all a part of yoga. You know, it's, I feel like people have their own, yeah, they've come to these conclusions based off of media or based off of things that they're seeing or the content that they may be consuming from certain things. And and people do have to realize, I mean, we're we're in America too, you know what I mean? The the stuff that we're looking at may not be, I don't want to say, I don't want to say like, it's not, I don't want to say it's not original, but it's not, I don't want to say it's not source, but it's, it's like playing telephone, you know what I mean? You hear mm, one thing right. as it goes down the line, it's kind of gets distorted as I, it goes. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's not about the meaning, it's just there's a lot of extra words in there, basically. Mm. So I feel like people with yoga and with cannabis, it has been a like a telephone game. So it's gotten diluted, but it's up to everybody to ask their own questions. And then, yeah, in the midst of everything that's going on right now, I feel like more people are starting to ask questions like you had mentioned earlier. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a great because people should ask questions about where it's coming from who said this you know what I mean where is this going to lead us or how do I feel about that you know and questions like that are the things that lead to I feel like at least breakthroughs and uh, personal development and growth in certain areas versus just hopping on the train and going oh oh yeah you're the conductor let's go wherever you want to go you know Mm. so I definitely think asking questions and wanting to do your own research on all of it and then drawing your own conclusion because everybody's conclusion is going to be a little different Mm -hmm. is the best way to go about it. You know, I feel like it's only, I don't know, we're all humans and this is all human nature. And honestly, you live in the life that you live in now. So it's up to you to choose what you believe in in this moment, you know. Mm-hmm. And where that's going to take you with or without yoga or with or without cannabis, it, 
can go for anything, I feel like. So I wish that, and that's something I wish people would have realized too. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, it's not just cannabis that has, you know, a stigma to it. There's a lot of other things that we've um, deemed as not good for us or, oh, only certain people do this, or this is, we have stereotyped a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like we're trying to get away from stereotyping things. It does take time, but I hope more and more people are drawing their awareness and their attention or attention to it. And they're trying their best to um, replace that with something more positive or even, yeah, or even with just a question, whatever it is, just replace that negativity with something else. Mm. And if you and if you draw out negativity out of it, then I feel like that's a deeper issue you've got to work on. <laughs> yeah, more, just a little more work. I mean, and that's what it is, though, right? Like just doing the work for ourselves on ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, De- definitely. And and yoga is a tool to help you do that work on with yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a chance for you to. I want to say it's there are many layers to it, mm-hmm. but yoga is a chance for you to disconnect, to disconnect from everything that you've been told and everything that you think you may believe, you know, and to listen to what's really going on inside. And I feel like we mm-hmm. live in a society nowadays where it's constantly go, 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 you have to do this, or you need to reach this next goal, and this needs Mm -hmm. to be your next achievement, and I feel like yoga forces people to slow down, and actually, you know, put their pieces on the table, and look at what they've got down there, so, but that's difficult for a lot of people, though, too, Mm -hmm. it's hard for people to sit down and look at the choices that they've made, or, the choices that they want to make or their habits or, you know, any of it. It's hard for us to look at ourselves, which is amazing because we spend, you know, a hundred percent of our time with ourselves. So <laughs> I think that, that that's not difficult, but it is that voice that we have inside of us is, I feel like our biggest critic. And that's mm. definitely something that I've had to uh, deal with and, come to terms with and you know lean into is my biggest critic which is myself not anybody else (laughs) so Mm -hmm. I I feel I feel like people yeah with yoga they're able to tune into that critic's voice and then depending on I guess depending on where they're at in their life or what choice that they want to choose to make they can either choose to continue on in the way that they're living the habits that they're doing or they can choose to maybe replace one thing and then replacing one thing will lead to another, which will lead to another. You know, it's it's like a domino effect. Once you go in one direction, you're going to kind of keep falling in that direction. But it's up to you to choose which direction you really want to go in. Mm. And I feel like yoga helps you helps you recognize the left and the right. And then helps you decide, do you want to go left or do you want to go right, basically. Mm, that's Definitely. a good point. Yeah, that's good because it, it really is like a moving meditation 
And um, I think right now with everything that's going on with the coronavirus and now everyone has, I mean, I've seen a lot of yoga teachers with virtual yoga and doing it online. It's, it's really a good time to, you know, try it for people and stuff like that. But also I wanted to ask you, what did you think about this situation? Because you mentioned, you know, people looking in the mirror and we don't want to slow down. But look where we're at. We're all literally just mandated (laughs) to slow the frick Mm -hmm. down. And um, it's such a trip to see it in such a huge, you know, it's collective. It's the collective shutdown. And what do you think about that? And I talked to um, another yoga teacher, um, Marissa, on the last podcast about this and she says that you know the it's it's kind of like a trauma and you know I I agree with that but I also think that like it was on so many levels I mean it it had to it had to be done right don't you think what do you think so (laughs) so how do how do I feel about what's going on how do I feel about COVID the COVID-19 thing that's going on well I'm like, oh, I guess I know. I to, I'm sitting here stirring the pot for it. I know. There's so many, so many levels to it. <laughs> I personally, I suppose today, how I'm feeling about right now, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, and this might change tomorrow and it was probably different yesterday, but how I feel about it right now is that I think that everything comes one thing at a time. Right. So I feel like this is the beginning of something that is going to lead to other things. But I feel like in this beginning process with what's going on, I know a lot of people are um, fixated on, oh, it came from China. Oh, it uh, is from here. Oh, this person fucked up or my bad, messed up, you know. Go yeah, oh, the, like, oh, this person messed up or we're trying to blame people and we're trying to do all these things. And I feel like that it happened because mm-hmm. we need to start questioning things, just like how mm-hmm. we've been. Thinking. We need to start asking, do you do you know about your immune system? You know what I mean? Like, do do you know mm-hmm. the actual scientific, like the scientific stuff that goes behind the immune system or what a virus is or what DNA is or what, you know what I mean? Like, Mm. do we actually know or have the information about what is going on within our body? And then (laughs) I feel like once we start looking for those questions and we start researching these things, we're like, okay, well, can I really believe who I'm listening to? Do I do I think this person's telling the truth? Is the media telling the truth, right? Mm. We start to question even more. I feel like we're doing this very deep dive of wondering where the source of everything is go- comes from. Mm. I don't think we're going to find it. I don't think that we will find the source or the global elite person who was running everything. I don't think that'll happen, at least not anytime soon. But I do think that people are going to become less, I want to say, I guess I'm going to say less sheep-like. I feel like Mm -hmm. people are going to be, because 
Okay. So I feel like people are going to become less sheep-like because they're going to do this research on their own. They're going to mm-hmm. start looking at certain different things like, oh, you know what? You're right. I have, I have no idea how the immune system works. I have no idea how the endocannabinoid system works. You know, let, mm. me go, let me go look at this stuff. And then you're going to take that data and you're going to compare it to what you are being told. And then you're going to go, oh, well, that doesn't add up with the scientific data of what's going on with this and what this is. I think it all comes down to belief, basically. Mm. So you can, I don't know, I don't know. (laughs) My belief system is different than yours and everybody else's. And I think that this is challenging our belief system, challenging Mm. us Mm -hmm. to have more concrete, I don't know, feelings about who we're believing in and the things that we're, that the things that we do believe in. And I think that more and more people and the evidence and data that's coming out is going to be towards us empowering ourselves. And I think that's where it's going with it. And I Mm -hmm. think that certain doctors or you know uh, medical advice that's coming out I think they're all speaking towards you know everybody's uh immune system is a little different this is what's happening but if we actually if you look at it in a scientific way and you actually look at the actual numbers you know and you take the emotion out of it Mm -hmm. you take the bias out of it you take you know uh, America away from China, whatever. If you just look at it as a whole, what is that really saying for everybody? And then I think from that, people are going to draw their own conclusions and how they want to uh, proceed forward. But I feel like that's been happening anyways. I mean, everybody keeps mentioning, you know, H1N1 and, you mm-hmm. know, software, all these things. And it's, I feel like it's, it's the truth. You know what I mean? There, we are, we are walking uh, germs. We have thousands and thousands of germs in us, and there's no stopping that, you know. And I feel like if I have learned anything, I feel like <laughs> that our system and humans are very resilient, and we're very adaptive to things mm-hmm. too. So even if this, you know, global outbreak of this virus continues to get worse and worse, I do believe in the collective, and I do believe that we will continue to be resilient and we will continue to adapt to whatever gets thrown at us whether that be you know isolation everybody's adapting to where things are virtual you know and Mm. I appreciate appreciate the technology and how far we've come along and people I hope that people are appreciating that and giving gratitude to that because you know, you don't, I mean, we don't want to go back, right? We don't want to go back to box TVs. Everybody wants to keep going forward. So Mm -hmm. I, this is, I don't want to say in a sense, forcing us to feed into that forward movement, but it is in a sense too. It's it's showing how adaptable you can get, you know, and there are, there are definitely subjects in a, I don't know, a, a more wide range versus, you know, like corporations, people actually go into work and things like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think, I think that it's people, I think that people, I, I get that we are all one state, and we're united under one thing, but my immediate life is here in Colorado. So I'm going to focus on my community. And I, I hope that people focus on their immediate and their community mm-hmm. and not worry about China or Australia or 
shit of Florida for that matter, because that's like a thousand miles away from me, or California, you know, worry mm-hmm. about worry about your immediate circle, worry about your immediate state, your immediate community. And I, and I hope that this is showing people that sometimes we get so distracted and we get in these daydreams about plans and, oh, you know, I'm going to go do this or, you know, oh, I'm going to go here. I hope this is, it is slowing people down and it Mm -hmm. is people to reevaluate and redefine what is wealth to them what is value to them what is family what is you know what's important to them and eventually this you know I hope that this lockdown and everything you know starts to shift gears into well we won't go back to normal but shift gears into wherever it's going but I hope that people take what they're learning and how they're feeling and they continue to translate that over because from my experience, I feel like that's probably the hardest part. You go to all these teacher trainings, you go to do these courses, you go do all participate in all these events, but are you actually integrating it into your life? Mm-hmm. So I hope that people take this time and when things change, whatever way, I hope they're still integrating what they've found into them and into their life. People go, oh yeah, I've I meditated and I gardened this summer, but it ended and all that ended too. You know what I mean? Mm, right. I hope that it continues over. And I hope that this virus is, even though there has been so many, you know, I just, I don't know. I feel like people are so worried and have so much anxiety and it's a chance for all of us to learn something about ourselves or to mm-hmm. learn something about our community or learn something about the world or your body or whatever it is, you know, or the earth for that matter. You know what Mm, I mean? Yes. The earth's body too. Definitely. It's giving us a chance to look at something else that maybe our awareness or our attention hasn't been focused on at all. And I hope that people, I hope that people are looking and not distracting themselves or you know grasping at straws and trying to find things to fill their you know to fill their cup because I think that's what they want you know but I don't I don't know I think that all that I can do with this virus going on is worry about myself and my family and what's happening and go off of past experiences and past data actual numbers that have been shown and then it's up to you to determine how you're going to choose to proceed in the world. But I, I just feel like that's been, that's life. You know what I mean? That's life. That's how yeah. it's always been, regardless of Corona, regardless of H1 or HIV or whatever it is, we've, you know, you draw your conclusion and then wherever that takes you, that takes you. But I don't know. I hope, mm. I do think, I mean, I get the whole um, trauma thing. I do believe in, you know, uh, the inner affects the outer and I do mm. believe this is a deeper issue to where as a collective we have you know uh, innerly created this virus however you want to put it in whatever woo-woo sense you think it is you know but I do believe that this was I don't want to say like we created it, but we not like literally in a lab, but we ourselves brought this upon ourselves. And it was only a matter of time, especially Mm -hmm. with, you know, people know people are 
are more in tune with their intuition than they think they are, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that it was, it was only a matter of time. And then, then it's all about just the response. It's all about how you choose to respond. Mm. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a gauge <laughs> on how well, you know, America is actually dealing with things versus other places. But as an individual and in my community and what I see in here in my state, I'm very proud of us, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, but I can't say that as a whole, like for the whole United States, I don't really know, you know. And I think that that's sometimes I think that's the issue is people are so busy worrying about more than what they have on their plate already. And that's not necessary, you know, just have faith or I mean, it's hard to be optimistic about things sometimes, but right. never know. That unlocks doors to other things too. So it does, yeah. And it attracts, no doubt about it, too. So the more you're positive about things, I personally, I feel like the more you're going to attract positivity. You know, the more that as a community we're fearful and we're uncertain and we're not attracting those things, we're or putting that thing out there, we're not going to attract those things. So the more people put that vibration of everything's going to be okay, or this is just, you know, fear mongering or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. I feel like the more we're going to attract what we need. Definitely. Definitely. Well said. And that's what it is pretty much. It seems on the news is fear mongering. So like turn off the news and let like go within yourself and listen to yourself about what's going on. And that doesn't mean like, don't follow the rules or anything, you know, follow the rules and yeah, we'll get through it. And you're right. We're so adaptable as humans um, and communities that stick together, you know, get through hard times always. So yeah, yeah, we're going to definitely get through it. We will. And it definitely, you know, it probably will be different, but we definitely can adapt. So that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, and you're right. We have to keep positive to me. And so I don't really watch the news and stuff, but I do go on Twitter and look at headlines and stuff like that. And it's, you know, they, they, it's, it's a lot of fear mongering. So it's, we just have to like, it, not let that stuff get to us and, you know, help each other out and do what we can to get through this. You know, that's pretty much all we can do. Right. Or do your own research. And, and then, that definitely oh, do that, about what it is, you know, because oh, I've, definitely. Oh, yeah. I've looked at a lot of people that are, are a lot of different accounts, I suppose, or whatever it is. And there are people that do have credentials that are speaking on this and are mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah, I'm not I'm not a marketing and advertising specialist, but I can I mean, I can tell you what people go for when they're advertising certain things. You know what I mean? Like fear right. is very a very lucrative business to be in, you know? Mm -hmm. So I hope people are taking that into consideration and definitely going back and doing their own and then drawing their own conclusion versus, oh my gosh, you know, Fox 21 said that this is happening and I believe it. You know what I mean? Like, sure, you can hear it out. And that's, and it's, and I feel like everything in the world is so connected because that's exactly how like meditation works. It's like you can hear all the thoughts on the TV, all the opinions and everything that's happening, but don't attach yourself to what they're saying. It's okay mm-hmm. to witness it, to be aware of it, to observe, but don't let it seep into your bones. You know what I mean? Don't let it sink in there and uh, cross out or 
dilute what you already know that you know. Mm. You know? Mm. <laughs> so, so yes. Oh, so true. What a good analogy. Yes. Yeah. I definitely feel like meditation and yoga is, it's a muscle that you, you know, that the more you practice, the more you strengthen it, the stronger that it gets. And mm. it, stronger with every category that you come up against too so about you know uh, politics or about health or you know whatever category that you want it helps that uh strengthen that awareness to it and your awareness to your own feelings and your own thoughts and beliefs behind whatever's going on so i do i definitely hope more people are taking the time to you know, meditate to actually look mm-hmm. at those cards that are on the table and how they're affecting people, regardless if they choose to, you know, um, partake in cannabis or not, even though that I feel like cannabis is just another uh, tool to mm-hmm. when you're together with yoga. It's just another tool to help you deepen that connection and that awareness to yourself and to what's going on around you. So true. Definitely agree. Oh my goodness. I loved talking to you, Kitty, but I don't want to hold you too long. Uh, We could probably do one of those like marathon podcasts. (laughs) Definitely. Especially what's going on and I feel like people need to hear it. I think people could talk all day about things that are going to help the collective, you know? Mm, Yeah, for sure. It's so, it's so needed right now. It's, I mean, it's, we really just, I feel like it's been primed up, like you said, to this point. And right now it's just, we need everybody to come out and help, <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for everyone who's still working, who's at the grocery stores, you know, things like that, but also the yoga teachers, you know, the, just all the healers and we need to just get out here and help. And that's all that um, I think is important. <laughs> realize that they're you're not alone you know what I mean we're not alone we live on a I mean it's a very big planet but there's a lot of people and you are I mean we're all one you know so I think information like this and uh, people like you that are wanting to inform people and to spread that positive message for everyone is very important especially in times like now you know I know a lot of people go so fast they're not looking for stuff and then all of a sudden they stumble upon it and it's like you know you're not alone bro slow down you know right we're together in Mm -hmm. the so definitely appreciate that from you yeah thank you thank you so thank you so much though kitty for your time i appreciate you oh tell us are do you have any online classes you're offering or um and also where can we reach you what's your ig and all your info Yes. So if you guys are interested in uh, classes, uh, workshops, online events, or anything like that, you can Google us. You can find us on Instagram. And it's simply just going to be Secret Stash Yoga. We, I've got a YouTube channel that I've been trying my best to keep you know, uh, content on there. It's mm-hmm. all pretty much meditation right now. Now that I think about it, I'm like, I guess I've just been putting out meditation stuff. But there are some <laughs> Because I, I enjoy meditating. I enjoy Me too. that. Um, so I hope that I can reach people with that. But mm. there will be some more um, movement, more flow videos for that. 
uh, as always, my IG, my Instagram for Secret Stash Yoga definitely has um, a ton of updated information and um, events and things that are going on as we move on into the month and the year and everything. And it is the, what, it is 420 months. So mm, yeah. So there's definitely a lot going on. So if you guys are interested, head over to one of our social medias and just check us out and you'll be able to find everything from there. Awesome. Thank you so much. We'll definitely look you up and um, have a great day, Kitty. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sean. I appreciate it. Yes, thanks again to Kitty from Secret Stash Yoga for joining us. So much knowledge and wisdom and jewels. I love it. But on that note, we're going to have to wrap this up here. And until next time, what do we do? We must do the inner work and create a shift in our own consciousness, which will create a shift in the collective consciousness. That's the goal. So, yes, let's do it. We got this. Don't forget, you can support the podcast at anchor.fm slash real shift happens and subscribe on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Just search up real shift happens wellness podcasts. And you can also drop a message to us on the anchor.fm slash real shift happens profile page. Just click the message. Let us know what your thoughts are. Have you ever tried ganja yoga or cannabis while you do yoga? What's your thoughts? Let us know. And also, we have our book club episode where we will be reviewing the book Strength in Stillness, The Power of Transcendental Meditation by Bob Roth with our special guest, Kat Jagger. She's going to help us break that book down. And yeah, that's going to be a good time. So if you don't have that book already, go to audibletrial.com slash real shift happens and get two free audiobooks plus 30 days for free. And you can download that book. You can download um, last month's book, Power of Now, or you can download any book you want. <laughs> but it would be nice if you downloaded um, Strength and Stillness because this is a very good introduction to Transcendental Meditation and I think you will enjoy it. Um, and, and it's actually um, a, lot, a lot of knowledge in it too. A lot of information about it. So, alright, well, Real Shifters, until next time... Go within and make real shift happen. Mm-hmm.